Alright, welcome to another episode of Adulting Poorly. As always, I'm your host, Mike Phipps, just talking shit about the world. Um, it's been an interesting, like, week and a half, two weeks. Um, had a wedding for my girl, it was amazing. Um, had a whole fucking situation that I blew up online about with USAA, uh, Flew out to Oahu after getting back from Key West. Um, oh, Robert Kraft decided that he was going to go fucking batshit crazy and diddle people uh, at a massage parlor. Jeff Epstein apparently is running an entire island full of slave sex immigrants. Like, fucking weird shit is going on. Like, what the fuck? First, let's start with the whole... Robert Kraft thing. And if you are a fan of the Patriots, you'll probably find a thousand reasons to forgive this guy or say it's okay. Not being a fan of the Patriots, you have a thousand reasons for saying this guy's trash. Look, I take the whole football thing out of it. This is another billionaire just doing what billionaires do. He fucking decided he wanted to go get some strange. Solicited a prostitute. What's fucked up about this is that this happens... Probably thousands of times a day. Nobody seems to give a fuck. A billionaire does it. It's a huge story. It may be a huge story because of the implications that are attached to it when you start looking at what's going on with Jeff Epstein. And the fact that he has an island of people that he is... Basically, they're sex slaves. Okay? There's no other way to say it. They're fucking sex slaves. He ships people out there and they get to do whatever they want with them. And it just kind of opens up this entire fucked up world... That is out there that we don't know enough about or anything about, really. Um, to say that these, like... It, to say that they're evil doesn't kind of, I think, scratch the surface. Because as a business person at that level, you've probably done some evil shit to get there. Um, you're probably very much a narcissist and therefore can justify things that you've done as because you needed to do them to get to the level that you're at. And you say things like, it's for my family or whatever else. Putting somebody in, like keeping someone as a slave, uh, and not just to do work, like build the pyramids or something, like a sex slave, you can't, the average person couldn't justify that behavior. When you see people like what happened in Cleveland um, with women being kidnapped and held hostage forever uh, and being used as sex slaves their entire life, that that was huge news. And, and there was a lot of questions. That people like came out against this person, how sick this person was. How could they do this? Um, but this is like next level shit. This is like a well-oiled machine of bringing in new people constantly. And then, and I mean by that as slaves, but then there's a market for it. Take, just take that in. There's a fucking market for it, which means that there are other people that are paying for this, and therefore, it's a lucrative business. Um, or it's just the experience of having a fucking slave. There's still a market for it, and therefore, these exist. So, between the two, what do you do? 
do you go after the people that are actually keeping them in business or do you go after the businessmen themselves? The reality is you have to go, go after both. But finding out the level of people that are doing this. I mean, it just isn't your average pervert that lives next door. It's the average pervert that lives next door. It's the guy who owns the company that he fucking works for. And that's disgusting. Um, and yes, Robert Kraft is getting lumped into that because of the timing and the fact that it is part of a larger sex ring. And we don't know how far this goes. And that's why it's fucking disgusting. Um, a lot of people have come out and said that he's a totally different person after losing his wife. And I can see that. I can see losing your shit. Um, and going off and paying for a prostitute at that point. But I, I just... There's, there's so much more to this story that we haven't seen yet or will never see. I doubt that this guy spends one day in prison. Um, but it's completely fucked up. And not to like go back and dwell on old Dave Chappelle skit, but talk about having white privilege when being arrested. This is ridiculous. You're told when you're being picked up. Like, you were busted for soliciting prostitution, then sent home to, you know, lawyer up, talk it out, hug it out, whatever the fuck you need to do. And then after that, the police are going to charge you. Uh, then they're going to call you and tell you that they're coming to your home so your lawyer could be there and you guys can, you know, politely get in a car. I'm guaranteeing there was no handcuffs even put on him. And then driven, uh, if you have a nice conversation probably about football the entire way to the police station and then booked. Had this been anybody else, not a person of privilege, then they would have been arrested on the spot, booked on the spot, and probably spent a few nights in jail before they actually had uh, their chance to appear in court. So yeah, fucked up. Totally fucked up. Alright, enough about that. Even though I can fucking talk about that because I think it's just evil for hours and days and fucking forever. I just don't get it. Worse is what I don't get is, how do these fucking people find other people like this? And I'm, I'm thinking also like, the people that do kidnappings, and then you find out later that it was a husband and wife, and they kidnapped these kids, and they kept them in the downstairs, and, you know, they used them as slaves, both, you know, to work on their home and for sex shit, and then, how did these two fucked up people meet? Is that like a setting now on, you know, any dating app? You're like, swipe right, swipe right, kidnapped kids, oh, swipe left on that fucker. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get how these people find each other and have the balls to talk about it. Like, hey man, I was just looking at the paper today. Did you did you see there's a kidnapping? Do you? What do you think about kidnapping? Are you pro kidnapping? I I might be pro. Well, let's. Is it something maybe we should try together? Oh, that sounds interesting. It's like they're sharing a plate of fries or something. It doesn't fucking make sense. Sorry. Rant over. Um, let's talk about USA. I'm uh, I'm an avid member of USAA. I'm usually a person that talks very highly of them because as a veteran and um, just as a customer service advocate, they have done so well for so long. But usually, when I'm having a really good experience with a company, it then has, I don't know what it is, it's karma, it's the yin and yang, it's the balance of the universe. I have to have the worst 
fucking experience known to man, I think, to balance it out. So, I overpaid on my credit card. Instead of making a $100 payment, I made a $1,000 payment, okay? Called them the very next day and said, whoops, this is on me, I fucked up. And they said, not a problem. Hey, call us back in 7 to 10 days once everything processes and we'll be able to cut you a refund. Sweet. Awesome. So I wait the 7 to 10 days. Keep checking on my app to make sure that everything's posting, but it's not. It's kind of freaking me out. So I wait the full 10 days, 10 business, not including weekends, and I call them back. And I get somebody else. And they're like, oh, sorry, the person that told you that is actually incorrect. What we have to do is we actually have to refund you the money and then cut you a check. And that's going to take, like, I'd say probably 10 days for us to process and then two days for it to ship. So I was like, okay, so 14 business days just to be safe. And they're like, yeah, that's probably safe. Great conversation. Thank you very much. Maybe the other person needs to be trained. Got it. Bye-bye. Fucking 14 days goes past. I'm like, I'll wait a little bit longer because we're going to Key West. So I'll wait through going to Key West. Now we're talking 21 days? Nothing. So I call him back. And the woman I got just was like, no, sorry, that's not something we do. And I was like, what do you mean it's not something you do? I've been told twice already by people that work there. So two agents of your company that... You could do this. And now you're telling me no. What the fuck? Um, And she's like, yeah, they're wrong. We can't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, It's just on your account now. Is there anything else I could do for you today? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, time out. There's got to be a better solution than no, go fuck yourself. Can you, can I talk to somebody else? Like maybe a senior rep, somebody like that that may know a little bit more. So I'm on hold for a total of 45 fucking minutes. Before I can actually talk to somebody. I spent two minutes talking to the last individual. Waited 45 minutes. Now I'm being escalated to another person. This might have been the worst customer service person I've ever spoken to in my life. She was a fucking miserable human being. And had no interest in having a discussion about the issue. Not trying to resolve the issue. There's no empathy towards the issue. Nothing. So in the five minutes I talked to her, I was told no. And then for solutions, I could just take a cash advance out on my card if I really needed that money. Direct quote. And when I said, I don't want to pay any interest on the money from taking a cash advance. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I could have the money in my account and gain interest. She said, you'd be paying interest anyway. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. What she was trying to say is, because there is a balance on the account, I'd still be paying interest. But now I'm paying more interest. The point is, that money should have never been there in the first fucking place. And that's what I told her. And then you had two people that told me that I could actually get my money back, and now you're telling me to go, you know, sit on a pole, fuck off, and have a good day. Was done talking to her. I just basically stopped the conversation and said, look, we both know this isn't going any further. We're going to have to agree to disagree, but I need to speak to someone higher than you because I think you are full of shit. (sighs) Then comes my next favorite thing. Let me speak to a manager. We don't have managers here. The fuck you don't. 
I've been in the call center business for a very, very, very long time. You cannot tell me that there are no managers there. There's always a manager there. They don't let you guys just run around free range taking calls whenever you want to. There are people there to monitor your behavior. It's what they get paid to do. That's what you aspire to be as a supervisor. Fuck that. Let me speak to that person. I have to submit a work request in order to, for that to happen. Are you fucking kidding? Then submit the work request. Let me speak to this person. Oh, I also jump back on... Well, just give a supervisor your headset. You have a headset. Just give it to him. Just hand it to him. It's not that simple, sir. It really is that simple. There's a supervisor sitting around you. Hand them your headset. Let me talk to them. This is an inbound call center. That's not how that works. Yeah, it does. It fucking works exactly like that. It's super simple. They could even jack their headset into your phone and I could talk to them. She didn't want to hear any of this shit. She just wanted to get me off the fucking phone, which she did. And I was promised a phone call by the end of the day. Didn't get it. Waited the entire next day. Didn't get a phone call. Had to call back. Get this awesome dude who's like, oh my God, this is fucking horrible. Can't believe this is happening to you. Yeah, of course, we, we've got to find a way to help you out. Two people have told you this is possible. Then we've got to figure it out, dude. Fuck yeah, I'm on your side. This is, dude, don't even worry about it. That piece of shit then transferred me back into the queue where I got another, un- like, completely, like, new rep, has no idea what's going on, and just, she has no idea what's about to be unleashed on her, which I told her. Get my account up. Here's my information. Now, somebody just dropped me into the queue again rather than trying to work out this problem, and I'm going to freak the fuck out if I don't talk to a supervisor. She, for some odd reason, was able to get me a supervisor immediately, unlike the other representative that I spoke with that had, you know, no ability to do that. So, I'm just lied to over and over and over again. So now I get a supervisor, and we're talking. And she's like, well, yeah, all this sounds horrible. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, it does fucking sound horrible. Who's going to fix it? Well, I can't do that. Well, then, it's either this happens, you fix it, or you get me somebody that can. Get me to the office of the CEO, retention, whomever it is. That worked. So then I get transferred to the office of the CEO. Speak to this dude named Daniel. Who, again, seemed very cool and, oh, don't worry, we're going to get this taken care of. We're going to have a, I'm going to have somebody look into this. They'll listen to the calls. We'll get back to you by Friday. Friday comes and goes. No fucking call. But I did get an email telling me that they were looking into it. Fuck you. Don't tell me I'm going to get a call and then send me an email. Which, by the way, was a canned email response. So then I call the number that's on the email. Uh, I do this on a Monday, so still no call over the weekend, nothing. Call him. Goes right to his voicemail. Fucking pissed. Like, this can't continue to keep happening. Into voicemail. You can hit zero if you want to speak to another representative or an operator. So I hit zero, and it tells me that this number is disconnected, and it hangs up on me. Like, every fuck-all thing that can happen is happening. So I take to Facebook. I post the story on Facebook. I send it to the CEO. I send it to the chairman, or the chairs, um, on the board, board directors, I'm sorry, and blast them on Yelp, Google Reviews, you name it, I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm actually doing it right now, again, because I've had such a bad experience. So finally, this 
fucking Yahoo calls me back. I explain the whole situation, and I'm like, you've got to be able to do something. And he's like, here's what we can do. You can take a cash advance against your card, and we will not charge you any interest on that cash advance. And I'm like, why the fuck does it take me getting all the way to this guy for at least some kind of a, well, it's a horrible solution, but a fucking solution. Because again, this is me having to take action. This is me having to do something. This is me still having to fix it and hoping that they don't fucking charge me interest. So at this point, I've actually got, I just, I I told him I, I don't fucking care anymore. It's no longer about the money. It's all about the fact that they won't fucking fix it. And... It kind of ended right there. Like, after all of this, this big explosion, this horrible bullshit, the back and forth, all the fucking calls, it came down to, I just wanted someone to try to fucking fix it. And no one seemed capable or willing to do that. And to me, I was like, you've got, like, what the fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck. Like, why? And every time I've had a horrible experience in... Any industry that has to do with customer service, it's always come down to one thing. We will not fix your issue because we don't want to. We're not even going to try. And it's a restaurant and you tell them like, hey, I need you to refire this. Like this is a blue steak. And they don't want to do that. Like you could have just, you could have fucking fixed the issue by just doing what I've asked. Fix the problem. No one wants to fix the problem. They just want it to go away. It's a lost art in customer service when you find somebody who proactively does it the right way. Skip ahead. We go to um, this place called Seaplane Kitchen. It's in Bothell. If you're not listening anywhere near here, if you ever come to Washington, check it out. We've had interesting experiences there because it's a new restaurant. And you usually run into some issues with new restaurants only because they're working through them. POS issues, we're using a new wireless system, etc. We are there on, th- or not Thanksgiving, we're there on, uh, that would be weird. <laughs> I went to a pizza joint for Thanksgiving. Um, but Thanksgiving pizza does sound good. You can do like turkey with, you know, thinly sliced potatoes and then just a, like drizzle some gravy over the top and shave Brussels sprouts. I'll get back to that, but that sounds fucking delicious. Now that I'm saying it out loud. Anyway, we're there for uh, Valentine's Day. And we I order the special, which is this um, gorgeous steak that is prepared over, uh, I think it's called Potatoes Anna, and uh, caramelized carrots with this uh, wonderful, like, spicy... Um, sauce that goes with it, almost like a chimichurri, but it was blended, so it was very thick, uh, but it had that kind of flavor to it. My wife gets, um, fuck, I don't remember what she got. She doesn't, not important. And then, um, uh, my daughter gets this pasta, and we're like, hey, do us a favor, try to get her pasta out at the same time as our food, because that way she's not sitting here bored and pushing us to leave. This lady's like, not a problem. Totally nails it. You know, she brings our apps out. Um, wonderful. This charred vegetable plate. Super good. Um, couldn't get enough of that. And then it's a fucking wait. It's like 45 minutes to an hour wait for our food to come out. 
and she keeps passing by the table, and she's, like, checking in, like, hey, just so you know, still waiting on that. We didn't expect to have this kind of a rush. It's fucking Valentine's Day. You should expect, even if you don't have the seats, that there's going to be a panic and people are just going to show up. Every fucking asshole does this. Like, at least once in their adult life in a relationship fucks up and forgets to schedule something. Have servers on. Have kitchen staff on. When you're not filling up tables, then you let people go. Anyway, so she's like, let me check on this. Hour and 15 minutes. By this time, Olivia's food has already come out. My food hasn't come out. My wife's food hasn't come out. Like, you gotta be kidding me. So she tells us again, hey, I'm checking on it. The good thing here is she's always checking in with us. She's not really leaving us in the lurch. So our food comes out. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, we're not upset. We're not anything. Just, hey, we understand. She's like, yeah, I know. We just, we don't have enough people back in the kitchen. This is on us. She goes, you know, let me tell you this. Um, because this took so long, this meal's on us. Holy shit. I didn't even have a chance to get upset. I didn't have a chance to even think about, you know, well, fuck this place. Or, oh my God, I'm going to escalate. And blah, 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 blah. She just took care of it. She knew it was a fucked up situation, so she just took care of it. She did the right thing right out of the gate. Now, granted, what happened afterwards, I took a bite. My shit was cold. <laughs> like, everything was cold. And I was super excited to eat this. It looked so good. But I, as she sat it down, I could see that the meat had been sitting too long. I already knew it was cold before I had a chance to take a bite. But I was hoping, praying, that there was still a chance that it was going to be just lukewarm. And it wasn't. Say so, Like, everything else was, like fucked up except for the potatoes potatoes were fucking delicious and i just wanted that one bite that had a combination of everything the way it was meant to be served and so she comes back later and i'm like hey i'm not and i literally said it at this tone too like i'm i'm really sorry i have to tell you this but i was super excited to eat this it looks so good but it is ice cold i was like here's a couple of carrots if you want to try one and she was just like head down I said, and by the way, I mean, you've already taken care of everything. I'm only telling you this so you can pass that information back to the kitchen. Like, here's how things snowballed. Like, you guys hit a point of quicksand that you just couldn't get out of. But sending out cold food, I could have waited a little bit longer to get something hot. I said, but it's just, it just built. And she's like, my, my God, I'm sorry. I was like, it's, again, not an issue. You know, I already ate it because I was starving. But uh, just wanted you to know. So then she comes back with a gift card and tells us I am so sorry for how bad this experience was. And i blown away by this point. Like, took care of our tab for us. We tipped her, like, fucking great, too. Like, very well. Because she did everything correctly. So, basically, we got a tab for Olivia's... Um, Olivia's pasta... And then the charred vegetables that we ordered. And then everything else was comped. So we tipped her, I think, like 50 bucks. Like, hooked her up. Like, this is above and beyond because you did everything you could to rectify the issue without having to have, be told. Without, without having to have any kind of escalation. It was, it was amazing. You know? And between the two experiences, I walked out of this restaurant going, I'll definitely come back. I will definitely come back and 
try this again. Only because even if they fuck up, they're willing to say, hey, I fucked up. Let us let us do a make good for you. Let us make this right. On the flip side, I have a company that I have been a member of for, God, 10 years, 15 years, um, maybe more. Uh, my kids have insurance through them. You know, they also have bank accounts, credit cards through them. And all I want to do is cancel all of it. Like, fuck you guys forever. That's the difference of in customer service. If you've fucked up, there's got to be a way to fix it. Or at least act like you're trying. Like, my God, act like you're trying. Not fuck you, sir, go eat a dick. Go find a bag of a thousand dicks and suck them all. Like, try to fix it. Okay. Again, off my high horse. Um, lastly, Oahu. Uh, I hate Oahu. I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of that island. Not expect, probably what you're expecting to hear. Yes, it's a tropical island. Yes, it's part of Hawaii. But it's it's just... It's got this dirty kind of grungy feel to it that's like LA's taint it, it just I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that island they're, they're, they're just I would rather go to Maui I'd rather go to Kauai I've never been to Kauai I'd rather go to any other island but Honolulu Hawaii like I would rather I'm sorry rather than Oahu I just it I, there's something about it I just don't fucking like it's the Waikiki feels like just a tiny Los Angeles. And if I wanted to go to LA, I would just go to LA and not spend as much money as it takes to get down there. The only reason I like going to Oahu is to visit the girls, to visit my girl, see her, see the the babies, you know, hang out with them. It's the only reason I want to go there. Last time we went there, we stayed at the Disney Olani resort. I fucking hate that place with a burning passion. Um, you've heard me just go off on customer service there. It's more like, fuck it. We don't give a shit. Like it, if your kids want to run around with a torch and light shit on fire and then go out and blow up bombs, we could give a fuck. We just, just don't come to us. They have that kind of a feel. There's too many fucking people there. It's like going to any other Disney resort. You just, after three hours, want to stab yourself in the eye because of the lack of parenting and then the lack of preparation on the side of Disney to actually accommodate for that. Like... Granted, they're probably at the whim of like wanting parents to do the right thing, but should know they're not going to. They just let their kids run fucking wild there, and it's crazy. Um, but other than that, I like there's not a lot on Oahu that I want to do. I don't feel comfortable on that island like I do on Maui. I don't feel like I can have a conversation with somebody there and have like like it's a good conversation. Uh, we went to this place called Zippy's. It's just a fast food joint there. It's not bad. Um, I got to what was it, like a long john, which is just a like a long donut filled with cream inside. Fucking delicious. But like, when we walked in, it felt like fuck you, dog. Sorry. It felt like we were immediately the outcasts walking in. Like Jesus Christ, here comes some mainlanders. Fuck me. Like, it just had that feel. Uh, at one point, my daughter and I walk outside just to, because she was too cold. Because um, the AC was cranked up through the roof. We go walking outside, and this dude is smoking, staring at me like he wants to fight me and my seven-year-old daughter right now. Like, wouldn't stop I fucking us. 
to a point where I had to send Olivia back inside because I didn't know if this guy was going to get froggy. Like, what are you, what are you trying to communicate with that fucking look? Howley go home? Got it. I picked up on your vibe, dude. There's no reason for you to continue. You could have gone back, sat in your car, done whatever else. You didn't need to sit there and stare the whole fucking time. But that one dude, that one interaction is how I feel about Oahu as a whole. No island has that feel of Howley Go Home more than that does. Unless you're in Waikiki because they're all about give us your fucking money. And then as soon as you get outside of that, yeah, definitely. Howley Go Home. Now, separating that and the girl's wedding, the second part of that, magical. Uh, We went to this place, I think it's the Keolahu Ranch. I said it wrong. I know I've said it wrong. Um, Gorgeous setting for a wedding. I mean, you have like a 180 degree view of the ocean, um, the other side of the island. There's another little island out there that I shit you not is called Chinaman Hat Island, which is fucking racist, but you're in probably one of the most racist areas you're going to be anyway. So just enjoy it for what it is. Uh, Gorgeous, really good food, lovely ceremony, uh, flowers were gorgeous, I had to throw that in there, um, just everything, the way that the wedding came together, uh, how just, it was low-key, but still very, like, very touching, uh, I cried, like, like a fucking baby, I cried, um, and then there was some points of realization for me, uh, like, the fact that, um, you know, I, I had to watch someone who I consider to be my daughter walk down the aisle with someone else. And it's not that he doesn't deserve to be there. He totally did. Um, and he did an amazing job. He's always done an amazing job for her. He's been a great um, mentor, a great father figure for her, and something I haven't been. And he totally deserved to be there. Uh, it just, it for me, it's that realization of, man, you were a fuck up for a long time. And you fucked up a really, really important relationship with someone that you love so much. Um, and it's taken a long time to get back to a really good place with them. Um, but I, I do totally believe that he he was the right person to to walk her down the aisle. And it's just that I had jealous, you know, like really fucking jealous of that. And I wish I could have been the one to do it. Um but that's that's all on me. Uh, and by the way, I, I, even with that, it was still an amazing wedding. Um, she gorgeous bride, uh, two beautiful children that they have, um, and I'd say one of the most sensitive and thoughtful young men I've ever met in my life that she's marrying, are married too. Jeez, like I guess it as a family. Um, gorgeous, yeah. Uh, I can. Not take that experience back. Um, and again, yeah, I fucking cried. Cried a lot. Cried for a couple of reasons, too. Like, my mom wanted to stay alive just to see that happen. She wanted to see the grandkids get married. Um, and didn't get a chance to. Uh, so, carrying that burden. And then also feeling the pain of mistakes I've made in the past. Um, and then just joy. Like, it's roller coaster of emotions, like really trying to like rein it in. Um, so it was a lot. 
but I could not be happier for them. Uh, I couldn't be happier for, you know, that family uh, and everyone else that's on the island right now. So um, I guess at this point, it's like just saying thank you to someone who uh, stepped in and has been nothing but a hero for my girl. Uh, all right. On that note, uh, I will end this, uh, because I just got too fucking mushy for my own good. And, um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Probably going to go over some recipes, may do some new crazy cookies. Definitely going to talk about, uh, fire shrimp tacos, making those tonight. Don't want to get too much into it. Um, and then if more fucking unfolds about this whole Jeff Epstein bullshit, uh, same with Robert Kraft, because I don't think it's the end of it. And then also, we've got Michael Cohen, who's turning over like fucking crazy right now, dishing, posting copies of checks, like shit's going to get real, real quick. And then also, Mueller, we might see that report sooner than later, so what the fuck does that say, and where do we go from here? All right, well, as always, I will talk to you guys very soon.